Hello and welcome to Day 3 Live, the live broadcast of Sunday morning service at Day 3 Church in Granite Falls, North Carolina. You can learn more about our ministry at day3church.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash d3church. We're glad you chose to listen today. We believe that God is waiting to speak to you. If you have any questions about today's message, please contact us. We're here to help. Now sit back and join us for the next few minutes. It's Day 3 Live, and it starts right now. Good morning, everybody. I want to welcome to our worship service today online. Um, and I'll have an opening prayer here in just a moment. But I also wanted to update everyone. I think probably uh, many of you know by now that Becky and myself both were diagnosed with COVID-19. Uh, when I was at the church last, during our last live service two weeks ago, uh, I did not have any fever that morning, uh, any issues whatsoever. A few days before that, I had. Uh, and then Sunday evening, the fever came back. Uh, so I went to my doctor's office on Tuesday. That was the earliest I could get in. And I tested positive for COVID-19 on that Tuesday morning. Uh, we kindly wanted to uh, not just put out a general announcement uh, until we had the opportunity to talk to anyone I may, I may have been near uh, on that Sunday, just uh, out of precaution's sake to be sure we contacted everyone. But I wanted to update you on that. Um, I'm doing well. Uh, our oxygen levels stayed up. Um, I think I'm probably on the other side of it now. Uh, I do have a sinus infection right now, and that's why John's bringing the message today. But I'm on some antibiotics for the sinus infection. But uh, Becky's also doing better. Uh, yesterday was her best day to this point, and we certainly appreciate all of your prayers. Uh, please be cautious out there. Uh, I would not want anyone else to uh, feel like we have uh, for the past two weeks. Uh, and it could have been so much worse for us. So I'm thankful that God uh, kept us uh, safe from needing anything like uh, a ventilator or being placed in the hospital. So I'm thankful for that. Uh, but uh, please be cautious and please be safe and take care of yourself. Um, let's go to the Lord in prayer and uh, and just ask God to bless our, our service this morning. Uh, Father, we thank you for the opportunity we have to use things like technology uh, to be able to continue with an online service. Uh, Father, we look forward to getting to meet together again soon. Uh, but Father, I, I pray that you just bless everyone in their homes today as they watch the video. Uh, Father, I pray that you bless John as he brings the message to us. Uh, Father, help us to understand that uh, all uh, did die because of Adam and Adam's sin, but all can live through Christ. Uh, so, Father, just uh, drive that truth home to us and the need that we have to share the gospel with others and to reach out through Operation Christmas Child. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning, Day 3 Church. Uh, we're glad that you're with us this morning. Uh, we're glad that you chose to join online. And we know that there have been some difficulties in weeks past. We hope we're getting those worked out. Uh, and we're so thankful that we have the opportunity to do this together in this way this morning. And hopefully next week you'll be able to join us for the Packing Sunday, uh, as you heard about earlier in our service. Uh, Packing Sunday information will be posted online as well as the event draws closer, but we will meet together uh, to do that next Sunday. And then the following week, hopefully have our services um, 
continue as normal. So we'll keep you posted about all that information. But in the meantime, today we are finishing up our series, Life Out of Death. Now we may post something uh, for next week since we're doing the Packing Sunday. For those who can't come, uh, we might do a, a, a little um, video to, to post online so that those of you who can't join us can can still participate online and join us for worship that way. Uh, but today we're finishing up what was originally uh, laid out as the series called Life Out of Death. Now we've we've talked about uh, in part one, we talked about a passage from First Kings, uh, discussion of the prophet Elijah stretching himself out over a, a young man who had died and, and uh, God bringing that kid back to life. In part two, we talked about Ezekiel uh, speaking the word of God to the dry bones. It didn't make any sense at the time, but he spoke and God raised an army out of those dry bones. Uh, Then the third week we talked about uh, the raising of Lazarus, how Jesus uh, raised Lazarus from the dead. And um, that was from John chapter 11 called Come Forth. And then last week we talked about withdrawn kindness from the book of Ruth. We talked about the example of Boaz as the kinsman redeemer being a picture of Christ and Ruth being a picture of those who were redeemed, those who were Gentiles outside of the camp of faith in in uh, Jehovah uh, to, to be brought into the fold and, and welcomed and become part of that family and that we have the opportunity to minister to others so that they can receive the gospel as well. And so today is part five, and we're going to base our our service today on 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22, and our sermon today is called All Die, All Can Live. So let's take a look at our focal passage in in, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22, and I'm actually going to read a few verses before it as well. I'm going to start reading at verse 20. It says, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. But each in his own order, Christ the first fruits, then at his coming those who belong to Christ. So let's talk about the context real quick of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. One of the things I can tell you is that the book of 1 Corinthians is written by the Apostle Paul, and Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. And in the the, the book of 1 Corinthians, there's a lot of different topics that are discussed. Um, but one of the things that's happening in the context is there's a group of people teaching uh, the folks at the Corinthian church that the resurrection is not real. And so Paul is trying to correct the teaching uh, that these people have received. And he's trying to, among other things that he's clarifying for them, one of the things he wants to be very clear about is that the resurrection, the bodily resurrection is real, if for no other reason than the fact that Jesus Christ has already risen from the dead. And that's our hope as believers. And so Paul is talking to the church in Corinth and he says, if if the resurrection of Christ was not bodily, if it wasn't uh, uh, his physical body raised 
raised from the dead, then you and I have no hope because what's because Jesus didn't die as a martyr and he didn't die as a good teacher. He died as a as a a God man who laid down his life for his church and then he rose from the dead conquering the power of death and then he promises that he will uh, that he will call us to to be raised uh, to life again one day in bodily form as well. So when we pass away, our soul goes to be present with God the Father immediately, but then later on our bodies will be resurrected as well. So without getting into a lot of that, uh, just kind of want to give you an overview of what's going on in 1 Corinthians. Now, as a matter of fact, before our focal passage for today, Paul actually tells them, that not only was Christ physically resurrected, but there are eyewitness accounts. There are people who are still alive today in the time of Paul writing to the church of Corinth who saw the physically resurrected Christ. As a matter of fact, uh, the apostles were able to spend time with him, uh, eat with him, uh, eat meals with him to touch him. You may recall the story about uh, Thomas wanting to touch the, the nail prints in the hands of Christ. And so um, these are things that Paul alludes to before he has this conversation with them here in, in, in our focal passage, uh, chapter 15, verse 22. So he says that uh, in verse 20, in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Now, last week we talked about the idea of first fruits, and I alluded to this passage. Um, and and we said that the uh, time of uh, first fruits, uh, Pentecost, uh, was was uh, what was going on at the harvest time, and the first fruits. Uh, Jesus is a representation of the first fruits. Why? Because Jesus is the first one, the first man to conquer death and to rise from the grave. Now this is important as we continue to go through this today. But Jesus is the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. The scripture says fallen asleep. And when Paul says fallen asleep, he doesn't mean uh, that that the soul is asleep. As we said before, uh, the Bible says also, and Paul uh, Paul uh, reiterates these, these thoughts, but the Bible says that uh, uh, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, that once we pass from this world, our soul will go to be with God the Father. But there is a bodily resurrection coming in the last days. And so Paul is saying that Jesus was the first to do that. And so we will follow him in like manner if we belong to him. And he says, for as a man, for as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. All right. So those are the verses that lead up to what we're talking about. We can't stress uh, uh, too much how important it is for every believer, every Christian to be involved in reaching people with the gospel of Christ. You see, that's the focus of our series, Life Out of Death. The idea that if we are sharing the gospel, that the gospel of Jesus Christ brings life to dead people. And that's really the point of what we do. We're not here to help good people become better. Uh, that's work salvation. We're not here to make bad people into good people. That's not the point. The point of what Jesus did for us is he brought dead people 
people to life. And that's what we're talking about this morning. And so the purpose of us sharing the gospel, whether it's through Operation Christmas Child with shoeboxes or whether it's uh, evangelism or whether it's outreach projects or Guatemala missions or anything else that we do at Day 3 Church or at any other church, the whole point of doing those things is supposed to be to share the gospel that brings dead people to life. So let's talk about this concept of life out of death, uh, the idea that people are really spiritually dead and people who are spiritually dead when they physically die, then they're lost forever. You see, that's important because that's our motivation. If you really care about people, if you really love people, then you want them to know the gospel before it's too late. Because after they die physically, there's no hope. So we need to be busy about making sure that we get the message out there in any way that we can. And our scripture that we're reading today in the text clearly tells us that in Adam all die. And we may not like that, but we have to be aware of that. We have to be awakened to the reality of the truth that we need to reach other people in the name of Jesus Christ. Our scripture also tells us that in Christ, all can be made alive. And so that's important for us, too, because those who trust Christ are made alive, uh, spiritually alive and eternally alive. So uh, we have the idea before us of death and life. So the question today is, which one have you chosen and which one will you choose um, and what will you do to help others experience life out of death? So let's look at this concept, first of all, of the bad news. The bad news says that in Adam all die. That's the first part of 1 Corinthians 15, 22. In Adam all die. See, the Bible tells us that uh, God made Adam and Eve and he put them in the garden and Adam and Eve chose to sin against God. They disobeyed his commands. And as a result, sin entered the world. And you and I, who are born of flesh and blood, we are, we are the descendants of Adam and Eve, all of us. And let me take a moment to say something right now because of the context of what's been going on in our culture in the last several months and the things that, that may continue to come up in the near future. Uh, and, and that is uh, the biblical position is that all races come from Adam and Eve. And so there's no room for racism in the body of Christ. There's no room for for uh, discussion of, of value being different for one race or group of people than it is for another group of people. The Bible says that Christ died for all. And it also says that we all are, are from Adam and Eve in the very beginning. So the reality is the different races that exist, there's, there's, there's a lot of different things that influence the, the, the formation of the races. But the reality is that we are all human beings made in the image of God Almighty. And that's where human value and worth comes from, is the fact that we're made in the image of God. It doesn't have anything to do with the color of someone's skin. It doesn't have anything to do with their nationality. It doesn't have anything to do with their socioeconomic background. It doesn't have anything to do with anything except for the fact that God made man and woman and he called it good and he made us in his 
image, image bearers of the creator God, image bearers of the Holy One. And that means it doesn't matter what your background, uh, your value and your worth is in the fact that you bear the very image and the fingerprints of God Almighty. And as a church, we need to make sure that what we do uh, communicates that value and worth to all people, that we're to reach out to all nations, peoples, tribes, and tongues with the gospel of Jesus. So the bad news, though, is as we go back to our passage that in Adam all die. We all come from Adam. And as sin entered the human race through Adam, it was passed on to us through the seed of Adam and down to every generation and uh, after him. And so that means that we are all born as sinful, broken, wicked, fallen people. There's nothing that you can do to be good enough to to uh, honor God on your own. There's nothing you could be that you can do to uh, to to live a righteous life in your own power. It doesn't matter how good you are. If you compare yourself to other people, you might see yourself rise or fall in status. But if you compare yourself to a holy God, you'll realize that there's no amount of good that you can do or be in your life to get anywhere close to a holy God, because our best, our best uh, efforts in that regard are, the Bible says, are going to be as filthy rags. We're going to fall way, 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 way short. It's kind of like if you were trying to, uh, uh, shoot an arrow at the moon. I don't care how good an archer you are. Uh, that arrow is not going to get anywhere close. And your arrow may go twice as far as mine, but you're not going to be anywhere close to the moon with that arrow. And that's kind of what it's like when we try to attain salvation through our own good works. It's like we're 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 shooting an arrow and we compare our works to somebody else's. You know, my arrow went farther than yours, or my works are better than yours. But when if if your standard is you're trying to reach the moon, if your standard is the whole holiness of God, there's no way you're going to get anywhere close. And, and the difference between yours and mine is not going to be enough of a difference for it to matter at all. And that's the idea here. So in Christ, we are all broken. We're all fallen. It says that we we experience as a result, and the scripture tells us that we ex- experience as a result the uh, the sentence of both physical death and spiritual death. Before Adam and Eve sinned, uh, death had not even entered the world. But now as a result, every man, every woman, every child is going to experience spiritual and physical death because of Adam. And, and by sinning, Adam plunged the whole human race into that mess. So all human beings are related to Adam, and we have two things in common— We are sinners, number one. We are all sinners. And number two, we will all die. And that's important for us. So I want you to hear some statistics real quick. Statistics for uh, 2020 based on the Worldometer. This uh, you could go to this online and look at the website. Uh, but uh, as of Wednesday, November 4th, about midday, there were 49,712,427 deaths. All of those deaths are connected to death entering the human race through Adam. Because that's why we die. And then on top of that, there were 118,413,770 births. Every person who is born is born spiritually dead because of Adam's sin. So here we see all we had 120 million uh, sinners born on the planet as of midday Wednesday. But... Also, as of midday Wednesday, we had about 50 million who had passed on to death physically. And those who were without Christ went to an eternal death. 
that went to an eternal separation with Christ. Well, let's look at another passage. We're going to look at um, Romans chapter 5. And if if you have a chance this week, I would encourage you to read Romans chapter 5 on your own. Actually, 5, 6, 7, and 8 would be a good section to read together. When I was in college, I took some time to, to read all four of those chapters daily because they talk about our position in Christ, uh, bef- our position before Christ, and our position in Christ, and how we are to live and respond uh, to that, and and if you're struggling with your with your walk, uh, if you're struggling with sin, Romans five, six, seven, and eight would be a great section of scripture to read on a daily basis. Um, anyway, and and I would encourage you if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, get a nice uh, uh, easy to read translation so you're not getting lost in the words. Get a, a modern uh, reading translation like maybe the New Living Translation or something where you can where when you you read it or listen to it on the U Version Bible app. Uh, that you're not stumbling over the words and losing the context. It really helps when you're reading a big chunk of Scripture like that uh, or listening to a big chunk. But anyway, let's look at Romans 5. In Romans 5, there's a lot of different passages, so we're going to skip around. And, and if you read Romans 5 in context, you'll see that just about every verse that we're going to read, and we'll talk about it in a minute, it starts with a, because of Adam, then then we die. And here's an, here's a statement about it. But because of Christ, we live. And that's all throughout these passages. But if we look at Romans chapter 5, verse 12, it says, uh, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. So that's the first part of that verse. Uh, but but it tells us that sin came through one man, death came through sin, and death spread to all of us because we all sin. And we get that sin nature from our father, Adam. All right. And then Romans 5.17 at the beginning says, If because one of one man's trespass or sin, wrongdoing, death reigned, through that one man. When we say that death reigned, to say that somebody read, that's like an image of a king being in charge, right? On the throne, in in power. Uh, death was on the throne, in power, through that one man, through Adam. Because of Adam's sin, death has been the king. Now, Romans 18, at the very first part of it, says, therefore, as one trespass or one sin, one disobedient act led to condemnation for all men. Again, another statement from Paul in the book of Romans that death came to us through Adam for all people. And then in verse 19, for as by one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. So you see, there's a lot of different verses that we could point to just in Romans chapter five. And there's many other places in the scripture, but Romans chapter five is a great place to land, to look at this, this discussion, because Paul has the same conversation there that he has in first Corinthians about uh, death through Adam. But then he also talks about the good news. And the good news is again, that we are uh, in Christ, if we are in Christ, that all can live. First uh, Corinthians fifteen twenty two told us, uh, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. So the bad news in Adam becomes the good news in Jesus. Uh, just as every Man, woman, and child are dead in sin because of Adam. Everyone who believes in 
Christ can be made alive. All right. So we're going to look again at Romans chapter five, and we're going to get the, the, the second part of all those verses we looked at to better understand why in Christ all can be made alive. The first one is in Romans uh, chapter five, verse 15. It says, but the free gift is not like the trespass or the sin. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And then in verse 16, it says, And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin, for the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses or many people's sins brought justification. And then in verse 17, it says, If because of one man's trespass, de- trespass death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Here we see that word reign again. So uh, because of, of Adam, uh, sin reigned, evil reigned, and we, that was on the throne, was in control, in charge. But this says because of Christ and his free gift of righteousness, which I think is really important wording for us to remember. It's a free gift. Remember, it's not based on works. You can try to you can try to get to the moon and shoot shooting your arrow, but you're never going to make it. So it's a free gift. Uh, it, it would be like you, you uh you know, if God could just pick up your arrow and set it on the moon for you, uh, then you've made it. And that's the idea of our righteousness is a free gift from Christ. We, we couldn't do it on our own. And um, and it says that through the life of the one man, Jesus Christ, that we have an abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness. And I, that's amazing. Um, that's a, uh, a powerful uh, word for us today. Romans 5.18 says, So one act of righteousness, uh, the act of Christ going to the cross, leads to justification and life for all men. See, uh, we're still going to die spiritually. I mean, excuse me, we're still going to die physically. That's what I meant to say. But we're gonna. But if we're in Christ, we're going to live spiritually. We're going to live spiritually now. We're going to live spiritually for eternity, and we're going to be in His presence for all eternity. Um, the The act of Jesus and His obedience to go to the cross, His sinless offering for sin, uh, means that you and I can experience the grace and forgiveness of God. And then in verse. Uh, 20, it says, now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more so that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now, let's talk about this for just a minute. We're going to break it down. And as we do, uh, I want to explain something to you first, because we see this this terminology, the words in Adam and the words in Christ. And it's really important for us to understand what that means. And so uh, it's I, I want you to understand that the idea of being in Adam means that we are in the likeness of Adam. We are in the nature of Adam. We are in the judgment of Adam. We have all of those things that our earthly father, Adam, uh, passed on to us as his earthly children. Likewise, the idea of in Christ means that we become children of a different father. 
We The idea of being in Christ is similar to the idea of Noah and the ark. The Bible says that the ark is a picture of Jesus. And so just as Noah and his family escaped the wrath of God poured out against the sin of man by entering into the ark, they went into the ark and God sealed the door and and uh, and and they were safe in the ark when the wrath of God came. Likewise, Jesus Christ uh, is represented in that picture of the ark. The ark is a representation of Him, and those who who go into the ark of salvation, those who belong in Christ, those who have given their lives to Him, those who have have received Him as their new father, their new daddy. Right? Those people that belong to Christ are said to be in Christ, sealed by the Holy Spirit. That door of the ark is a representation of the Holy Spirit. Our salvation is sealed by the Holy Spirit. And then we're kept safe in the ark when the storms come, when the judgment of God comes on sin. Those who are in the ark or in Christ are safe from harm. That we're delivered through the judgment because of Christ. That's an incredible picture. And that's exactly what, what Paul is talking about in Romans 5 and in 1 Corinthians 15, when he talks about in Adam and in Christ. So what is the commonality uh, for all of those who place their faith in Christ? Um, all of those who are related to Christ have several characteristics in common. Um, if Christ is your, your new father, your spiritual father, if you belong to Jesus, if you've confessed your sin and you've repented of your sin and you've asked Christ to change your life, uh, those folks that belong to Christ are number one, forgiven. Number two, they're given the righteousness of Christ. Again, we can't be righteous on our own. We need his righteousness in order to please the father. And I'm so thankful that it's not based on me because if, if by any chance, the only thing Christ did was erase my bad works before I got saved, then once I got saved, I'm in trouble because I've committed so many sins since then. And so I'm so thankful that my righteousness is not based on my behavior. And uh, if anybody ever tells you that John Lewis is a perfect person, you know, they're lying. If anybody ever tells you that John Lewis after after uh, um, uh, receiving Christ has has uh, never sinned anymore, they're lying. And if they say that about themselves, they're lying because it's impossible for us uh, in our own flesh to live perfect and holy and sinless lives. That's why we need Christ. And so I'm so thankful that I'm not only forgiven, but I'm given his righteousness. And then the third thing that they have in common is they have eternal life. So just like Noah and his family were safe in the ark, uh, they were they were forgiven of their sin when the judgment came uh, because the other people were judged for that sin. They were counted as righteous, uh, given someone else's righteousness, not their own. And then they were granted life after the judgment. And that's a representation of our eternal life through Christ. So at conception, all human beings have this inheritance uh, uh, of the gift of death at birth. What, what a horrible gift to give a newborn. But that's what we all receive when we're born at conception. But at our conversion, when we go, we, we move from death to life, death in Adam 
to life in Christ, death in sin to life through the, the grace of God. And so at our conversion, we receive Christ's gift of eternal life. And so the choice for all people is the choice between death and life. Now, it's a it's a tragic thing that all too often people make the wrong choice. But for the grace of God, you and I would have made the wrong choice many, many times. But there was a moment in your life when you uh, confessed your sin, you recognized that you were a sinner, that you needed forgiveness, you recognized uh, that you couldn't do this on your own, there was no way that you could be good enough, and you and you confessed your sin, you repented of your sin, which means that you made a decision that, okay, if sin is this way, I'm going that way. I'm going the opposite direction. I'm changing my mind about what's good and bad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to align my thoughts with what God says about good and bad and what God says for me to do and how he wants to live my life. At some point, you made a choice. If you're in Christ at some point, that happened to you and you turned from your sin and you turned toward Christ and you and you received his grace and his forgiveness and he granted you eternal life he clothed you with his righteousness and he and he lavished on you the love uh, of God the Father uh, that was shown through him uh, shedding his blood for us on the cross and that's huge now the question is what are you and I doing to make sure that we tell other people about that are we living in in our holy huddle, so to say? Are we are we coming to church and just doing what we do at church? Are we are are, are we actually going out in, and sharing the gospel with people? Are we finding ways to share the kindness of God? Are we finding ways to share the gospel with people? Are we supporting mission work? Are we doing things as a church and as individuals and as families? Are we doing things that are intended to make um, a, a difference? in the spirituality and the uh, the resurrected life of other people. So we, we are supposed to be about seeing that other... Uh, I love the way Kurt Cloninger, he's a he he's an actor, a Christian minister and an actor, and he he uh, says says in one of his dramas, he says something about, you know, I'm just a used to be. I used to be all these things. I'm just a used to be. And now I'm trying to go around and tell people how they can be used to bees. You know, that's our that's our goal is to tell people how they can be a used to be. They don't have to be wicked anymore. They don't have to they don't have to be lost in their sin anymore. They don't have to be under the judgment of God anymore. They can actually walk away from that because Christ has provided an opportunity. And what they've got to do is they've got to get into the ark of Jesus and they've got to trust him and uh, follow him. They've got to repent of their sins. You know, this morning. We know that uh, through our look at the passage here that that Paul saw Adam as a a type in contrast to Christ, that in our in the first Adam, uh, Adam from from Genesis, uh, all people were lost in the first Adam through his disobedience. We all come under the sentence of sin and death. But Jesus is referred to in the scripture as the last Adam, Um, the Lord Jesus through his total obedience to the Father and his sacrificial death on the cross, we're told that all who believe in him are made righteous and given eternal life. There's so many people, though, that haven't believed in that message. There are millions of people who need to trust Christ as their Savior. In Adam, all die, but all people can live through faith in Christ. So let's do this. Let's do all we can personally, 
to share the gospel. Let's do all that we can as a church and, and as individuals to support missionaries across the world. People like our friends that came and spoke a few weeks ago. Uh, that are going on mission overseas. Uh, people like uh, Brad and Brandy and the UTH Ministries folks that go to Guatemala. Uh, people like many others that we've supported over the years. Um, let's let's do all we can to support those folks. And let's do all we can through Operation Christmas Child next week to send as many shoeboxes as we possibly can through the OCC ministry so that those kids that receive those boxes and those families that are ministered to as a result can experience what it means to be a used-to-be, so that they can experience what it means to have life in Christ. You know, these boxes are going into territories where there's um, uh, different religions, uh, different false gods that are taught and, and worshipped. And wouldn't it be a wonderful thing to know that just for a few bucks— that, that the light of Jesus Christ entered into an entire village or an entire nation because you were willing to go spend $25 at the dollar store and put it in a cardboard box, or you were willing to go online and build a box online, or because you were willing to come to day three next Sunday and pack some shoe boxes and write special notes to these kids and pray over those boxes. We had such a great time last year doing this, and, and my kids loved it. And I, I was really encouraged to see the, the notes that my children were writing to these other kids and the prayers that my kids were praying for these other kids, people they've never met. Don't you think that we can do that? I mean, don't you think that we can make a difference in just a, just a small way, such a small thing, but God can make such a huge impact. And we never want to neglect the fact that maybe there's some people this morning who are watching who don't know Christ. Maybe, maybe you're hearing this message and, and, and some of this doesn't make sense to you. We want to encourage you to contact us and let us know how we can answer your questions. If you need prayer, we'd be happy to pray for you. You can reach out to us through the church website, day3church.org uh, or day3church.com. They both go to the same place. And we'd be happy to pray for you. We'd be happy to answer questions. We'd be happy to, to meet with you, to call you, whatever you need. Um, but uh, this morning, we may have a couple of different decisions. We may have one, a decision of someone that I need to make a greater commitment to, to utilizing my opportunities, no matter how small, to help people come from death to life. And then some of you may be realizing that you have a need, that you're spiritually dead right now. And that you need the experience of the life-giving Christ. That you need uh, the forgiveness of a loving and holy God. I want to encourage you this morning, if that's you, you can do that right now. And there's nothing special about the words that you say, but what it, what is important is what's in your heart. If your intent before God is pure, if you mean the things you say, and if you recognize your need... The Bible says that that Jesus has told us that whoever comes to me, I will never cast him out. And if he won't cast you out, the only other thing he could do is take you in. And so I want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Uh, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. And if you need uh, to make a decision today, we encourage you to pray this prayer after me. Uh, Father, I thank you, Lord, for the gift you gave through Jesus Christ. Lord, I recognize that I'm a sinner. I recognize that I'm spiritually dead. 
And Father, I need your forgiveness. Lord, please change me. I give up control. I ask you to be the boss of my life. Help me to follow you. I turn from my sin. I trust in Jesus. Thank you for paying the price for my sin on the cross. Now help me live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning, please, 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 please contact us. Let us know. We want to celebrate with you. We want to pray for you. We want to, we want to come alongside you and help you to know Jesus in greater ways and to follow him in greater ways. So please reach out to us. For the rest of you, anybody who feels comfortable and can, we'd love for you to join us next Sunday at Day 3 Church uh, to, for our packing Sunday so that we can uh, uh, pray over these boxes and minister to these people uh, that we've never met. And if you can't do that or you're not comfortable coming to join us in person, we encourage you to go online next Sunday and maybe sit around sit around the computer with your family, figure out an amount of money you're willing to spend, and sit down together as a family and go to um, the, uh, the Samaritan's Purse or Operation Christmas Child website. We'll try to put a link on... Uh, on uh, the church website and on Facebook for you uh, so that you know where to go to get there. But you can pack a shoebox virtually. What uh, You can go online. You can pick your items. You can pick the age of the kid. You can pick whether it's a male or a female. And you can, uh, you can pack a box. And if you choose the items and send the money for the items you, pu- you picked, uh, Samaritan's Purse will pack a shoebox in your name. You can personalize it. You can send notes to them. So we encourage you one way or another next Sunday to join Join us as we try to reach out and minister life to those who are dead without Christ. We want them to experience new life in him. So thank you guys for being with us this morning again. We look forward to seeing you in person next week. And if you can't make it next week, we look forward to seeing you again in person in two weeks. We love you. Take care. May God bless you today. We'll see you later. Are you in need of greater peace in your life? It is possible, and it starts with being at peace with God. Just pray something like this. Lord Jesus, I realize I need you and your forgiveness. I invite you to be the boss of my life. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I receive you as my Savior and Lord. Make me the kind of person you want me to be. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we'd love to talk to you. We're here to pray with you, to love you, and offer support. Please contact us at day3church.com. We care about you and we want to connect with you. Until next time, this is Pastor John reminding you that God is greater than your circumstances and his mercies are new every morning. It's time to experience a new day in your life.